I like to say hello and welcome you. Good day, that is my name. Come here and sit down. I'm so glad you even really truly came. We can even go and take a walk or something. Alright, you ready? I'm ready. Do you want to start this time? Hi, Brennan. Wait. Okay. No, that wasn't it. <laughs> How do we do it? Hi, pinwheeling. Nope. What? <laughs> Freewheeling. Mm-hmm. Something about something. Am I doing it? Did I say it? I think you did great. Okay, good. Um, I have notes, but we'll do them after okay. the show. Okay. Uh, Hi, I'm Dave. Groovy, baby. What? It's Austin Powers. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Fire rises, Master Bruce. What Shag that? rug, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> and I'm Brennan. <laughs> Would you believe what? that I didn't even practice that? That was before. so good. <laughs> oh, my God. I took... I, are you sure that's not what you studied in college? Was whatever that was? <laughs> Impressions? Impressions? I was that what were those impressions? I mean, I mean, I wasn't just like channeling his spirit. I'm oh, not a medium. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. No, I mean, I thought I, he was here. Both of them were here in the room <laughs> because you did two <laughs> simultaneous impressions. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, oh my god, <laughs> I'm so delirious. Yeah, it's been a long day for both of us. Yeah. Attached to a long week, mm-hmm. and also this is supposed to be last week, so sorry. It's been a long three weeks for me. <sighs> it's been very busy. Yeah. Um, Davis had work. I have, and I've been working on moving into a new apartment. Oh my god, that's exciting! Which is happening on July first. Oh my god! But also, it's so stressful. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> but I'm oh. excited. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, no, it's been a long time, and mm-hmm. full disclosure. We're not going to do trust falls this week no. because I messed up and I haven't had time and I don't even remember what I asked you to do. So. It was Eddie Izzard and it's sitting. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a few feet away from where it was when you left last time. Okay, great. So progress. We've yeah. both done great. Uh, <sighs> well, summer break is coming for oh you. Oh my God. It's, it so is. And it's going to be so awesome. Yeah. Uh, I just fell asleep. Am I... W- Okay. All right. No, it's okay. I never take naps, and I just fell asleep of my own volition today, Ooh. and it was terrible. Oh, no. I hate naps. Oh. Because you wake up, and you're like, where am I? And oh. then it just yeah. takes me so much longer to wake up. You got to work on your napping. That's so sad. You got to you get better at it. Napping is a great thing if you know how to do it, but you can't take anything longer than a 20-minute nap. Well, I wasn't planning on it. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah, you can't let the accidental na- nap sneak sneak up on you. Wow, sneak up on me. <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be, whew, it's gonna be quite an experience, Brennan. Buckle up. I'm so ready. Whew. Uh By the way, okay. this is the Cast Party Podcast. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were doing the other one. Oh, God. the Austin Powers one. <laughs> oh, no, our Austin Powers f- uh, fanboy podcast is that we're recording that next week. Oh, okay. Whoops. I don't think I've said a single word right yet. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, we're watching one second of Austin Powers at a time, and we're <laughs> reviewing it. <laughs> I can't. 
I can't even. You're so serious. The look on your face. I'm so sincere. I, <laughs> super helpful for for the visual medium that is podcast. You said it without any hint of like this is a funny bit I'm doing. You just looked at me like what? Why are you not? I'm why is this to, funny to you? I'm trying to plug our other show, Dan. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Okay, it's called International Podcast of Mystery. Yes, actually, um, we changed mystery to Burgers International Podcast of Burgers. Oh no! You know what I'm talking about? I do. I d- IHOB. Is it is it a real thing? I, it has to be a publicity stunt. Right? They're gonna flip it. Yeah it it's, it's bananas like for a no. It's not bananas. It's burgers. <laughs> Good point. I messed <laughs> up. I misunderstood what was happening. But it's 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 gonna flip. They're gonna they're gonna be like, huh, for this month only or something. But God, that seems like a lot of money to change it. Well, do they have to change anything other than what they're cooking? Probably not. Well, I mean, it's I don't all think, griddles, right? Well, yeah, but I I think they're they've always had burgers. I imagine they I, have I, a I've, lunch menu. Isn't an American. That I've never been to an international house of pancakes really? in my life. But they always have such great random 80s playlists. Okay, here's the thing. Number one, I don't know like where I grew up. I don't know where you don't the know nearest, where you grew up. I know I where, know I where grew you grew up. Okay, okay, okay. Settle down. I could tell you. Do you no, need no. help? Settle, settle. Are you lost, That's little I, boy? I, you, there's punctuation. Okay. I where I grew up. Okay. Semicolon. <sighs> Groovy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm trying to say is I don't know where the nearest IHOP was to where I grew up. I don't know if there was one within a 20-mile radius. Okay. So I just didn't experience it, and by the time I moved to Southern California, it was like, I don't know. I've never tried it. And there's one right down the street from me. I mean, that's fine. It It's like a slightly more upscale Denny's. Yeah. And so, like... The other thing is I don't like pancakes. No, me neither. I mean, I like all breakfast foods, yeah. but pancakes are like the lowest tier. Like, I will get you if you yeah. are cheap or something. They're, I don't like the I don't like the texture. I like waffles. Hey, waffles are great. Waffles are crispy. Pancakes, gooey. Not a fan. Interesting. How do you feel about French toast? Because that's my jam. I like French toast if it's kind of crispy. Okay. But when it's too gooey, I'm like. Ugh. I see. Yeah. See, for me. My sister makes pancakes, and she does something which probably makes it really unhealthy, but they're crispy, and then they're delicious. No, I mean, crispy pancakes are a thing. Like, it happens. I've never had it other than at her house. Maybe she could IHOP. Maybe they do that. Maybe they have crispy pancakes. I wouldn't know. They do have, um, during the Christmas holidays, they have these pancakes that have, like, raspberries and white chocolate, and it's delicious. I find it weird that you called it the Christmas holidays. (laughs) Like, there's more than one holiday that's Christmas specific. Well, I thought Not we were supposed the... to say um, Merry Christmas Holidays <laughs> to the English. Like, I want to incorporate all religions, the Christmas holidays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Christmas. Another Christmas Harvest Festival. <laughs> oh, so good. But New Year's Christmas. That wasn't funny, Dave. That was hilarious. No, but this is what they taught me in improv <laughs> class at the... Sit down, Citizens Brigade. <laughs> I had a kid. So you know what I was doing today. We were doing our uh, senior checkouts where the my students, like, we all sit in a room and they just say really sweet things to each other. And it, like, makes you feel like a better human being when you leave. Oh, yeah. Because it's so much n- generosity and nice 
things and it's great. But one of the kids kept like going on and on about another kid, about how great they are. And then she would try to transition into another thing, but not like an opposite thing. But she kept saying, but <laughs> she'd be like, you're really kind and you're like, you know, you're such a good friend, but, and she'd be like, no, not, but oh, oh, uh. <laughs> we just kept like, we were like, you're really great. Bye. <laughs> anyway. All right. No, but no, it sounds great. That sounds like the right kind of levity for that situation. Yeah. That's a very sad room. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't as sad as it normally is. It was pretty. It was pretty. We laughed a lot. We had a good time. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um. So IHOB. IHOB. Um. See, my theory was it was going to be International House of Breakfast, which makes more sense if yes. you're actually changing. Mm-hmm. But this has to be a publicity stunt because look at their Twitter bio. It says, "Burgers so burger and good, we changed our name to IHOB for burgers." Like this is clearly a joke. Yeah. The, they got a lot of publicity out of it. Yeah, exactly. It's brilliant. It's just, it's not brilliant if it stays International House of Burgers because they're going to go bankrupt real soon. Yeah. And that B will stand for bankrupt. International House of Bankruptcy. Yeah. House of Bankruptcy. <laughs> That'll suck. But I know, I mean, anyone who's anyone can tell that they're going to change it soon. Yeah, of course. Or no, they're not. Look, I mean, you should try it out before it goes bankrupt. Yeah. If you've ever wanted to eat a mediocre crepe while listening to Sister Christian, IHOP is the okay. place to go. <laughs> okay. I can do that. Okay. Um so what what so um we haven't talked about pop culture yet, which is fine. Yes. Um my friend Shannon, yeah. who you met, we did a podcast together. We did. Which is how We're we interact with buddies. human beings, yeah. yeah. Um she actually listens to this show because oh. she does not listen to my other show, which she co founded. <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. I know. But she listened to this one. She doesn't like it anymore now that she's not on it. She's yeah, exactly. Like, well, it's we do horror movies that she hasn't seen because I haven't forced her to watch them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. But so she listened to this one and she texted me the other day and she was like just so obsessed with the fact that we spent like 15 minutes talking about how gross handshakes were at the beginning yes. of the last episode. She's like, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, like it when we don't talk about anything related to pop culture. Like IHOB, that's pop culture. Yeah, it is. The, it's it's, it's in the zeitgeist. It's in the zeitgeist. Yeah, exactly. Good word. Thank you. I know lots yeah. of them. Um. So, there was some things. Yeah. That I wanted to talk about. Fantastic. I have to tell you. Okay. I have done nothing but be at work. Yep. And be at a child's baseball games. Me too. And watch basketball. Lately, I haven't done any. Uh, that's not true. I have been consumed. Oh, I watched a whole series. Okay. So there's that. What was it? It was Barry on HBO. I saw Barry too. You saw the whole thing? Yeah, I watched it week by week with my father. Oh my God, it's so good. It was really good. It's really good and it's really funny if you have any background in acting because they do Mm -hmm. the acting exercises and it's so good. I was trying to tell my students to watch it and I was like, but it's not appropriate for children. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for those not in the know, Barry is an HBO show starring Bill Hader. Yes. As an ex slash current hitman who is trying to be an actor in LA while also dealing with this, like, uh, are they Czech? What is their. They're like. Chechnyan. Chechnyan. Yeah. It's Chechnyan mob. Mobsters. Gangster people. Um, oh, man. That one guy is so funny. The the bald guy? Yeah. He's so funny. Hey, man, let's hang out. He's so nice. Yeah. Uh, I 
I wish I could say more about him. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it is a weirdly plotty show uh-huh. um, that gets pretty intense. Yeah. The end is... I mean, it it, it is... It is much more intense than you would think a Bill Hader project would be. Yeah. Like, uh, but I, I really liked it. Yeah. Henry Winkler is great in it. Oh, my God. He is such a brilliant actor. I was trying to explain, and you're too young for this, but. Hey. Yeah. That's such a, it's such a cliche or a cartoon to us now, but he was, at one point, he was like the most recognized person on the planet. That's how big he made that character. And if you look at him. He's this little Jewish guy uh-huh. playing this tough Italian guy, and he's smaller by a foot than like everybody on the set. He's so little, and he's so great in that role, and he's so he just so many little things. It's kind of amazing. It shows what a really great actor he is, because he really like that's all acting and you know weird fifties nostalgia stuff. Yeah. Because that is such a weird thing to me. That in the 70s, they were like, the 50s. Well, it, like, I mean, what? it always just moves up. Yep. Now we're making a bunch of movies about the 80s. Yeah, we the are. 90s are starting to creep in, yeah. too. Yeah. Everything sucks on Netflix. Yeah. And part of everything in, that includes show. that show. Yeah. yeah that, that show acting is not terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wanted it to be so good. And I watched like five minutes. And I was like, oh, they didn't find. They were looking for Stranger Things level talent and they didn't find it uh, it happens yeah um because you i mean child actors are notoriously terrible yeah. most of the time yeah. and somehow this year we keep like pumping out the hits like yeah. here's uh the girl from logan daphne keen she is yeah. great here's the girl from the nice guys yeah. here's the kids from stranger things and it and it's like someone has to be bad yeah also the writing on that show is pretty weak feels like it's it's written by high school students or something anyway Maybe it was no that's that's the magic then it's it. good yeah <laughs> um so i've also been watching stuff on netflix yeah um no you know what we should go back to barry for a Let's sec go back to barry i forgot what hey, we were barry. talking about um the lady who plays the um the lapd cop is also yeah. great because she has this whole range of things that's going on yeah um because yeah, she's, she's got good. this really weird love story that is m- must be so difficult to pull off because it's so bizarre. Yes. Um, but you actually feel for her in a way. Uh-huh. And there's a an action sequence she gets in like the penultimate episode, I think, um, where she like runs into a gangster outside of the acting studio. Oh, yeah. And that's like a really good scene. Yeah. But her first episode she appears, she has the funniest line of maybe the entire show. Where she's trying to keep the case from falling into the FBI's hands, but she has to talk to them on the phone. She's like, hi! Yeah. This is really <laughs> fake hello. It's really good. There's a lot of good, like, little inside Hollywood type stuff there. Oh, man. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. And uh, Janet from The Good Place is on it. Yeah. Yeah, in the Darcy background. Card. Yes. No, she gets some featured stuff. Okay. I Well, see, because the first half of the show I watched before I watched The Good Place, uh, so I didn't notice her because I wasn't Oh, my like, God. She's doing some really great stuff. If you've ever had that kind of person in a class because she's completely brown-nosing the teacher. Oh, and yeah. Like, you know, the first thing you see is her, like, running up to his car to, like, get him something or wait. I don't remember, but it's just, like, she's acting like she's his personal assistant. She's just one of the students. It's really good. Some really funny choices in there. 
Um, speaking of Janet, yeah, have you had a chance to listen to the Good Place podcast? <gasps> yes, me too. It's so good. It's really good. It's so good. When's the next episode coming out? It's one of those that as soon as I finish an episode, I'm like, I want to hear another one. I assume it's weekly. I yeah. honestly, it just shows up and I'm like, yep. all right, give it to me. Yeah. I don't, I kind of like that when I don't know what day a podcast comes out. So it's a surprise. Yeah. And you're like, yay. <laughs> I have, I have a couple that, um, like there's one I like, it's very much not something you would listen to, but it's a, it's related to the San Francisco 49ers and it's one guy and he, it's pretty boring most of the time, most of the time, but on Wednesdays he has his good friend on and they don't just talk about football and they're really funny together. Okay. And it's like, yay. And his friend name, his friend's name is Nicholas Winker. Winkler. Whoa. <gasps> yeah. No, like not related, but they call it Winky Wednesday and I'll wake up on oh. a Wednesday morning and I hate Wednesdays anyway. And I wake up and I'm like, it's Winky Wednesday. <laughs> so yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. But like, yes, there's certain days of the week where I'm like, oh, this podcast is coming out. You know, but yeah, it's no, nice I, when it's a surprise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, they're the appointment listening podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, there are ones where, like, I have a there's a show I listen to called The Flop House, where okay. they, it's a bad movie podcast, okay, and it comes out like every other weekend. And whenever they come out, it's like, screw everything, yeah, I'm gonna sit down and listen to this, yeah. They just did 50 Shades Freed, and it was great. Oh, I bet you love um, that. I did, I yeah. love all that. Um, but yeah, so other things that was not a yawn. Sure, you you were just swallowing a fly, I guess. Yep. Okay. Um. Congrats for, on your protein. I suppose. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> um. Mm. Yeah, it's a healthy alternative. They to have food. it at IHOB. International House of Bugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, so on Netflix. Netflix. Yes. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is back. Okay. Um, for some reason, only six episodes. I think they're releasing this season half at a time, like it's okay. The Sopranos or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe the best season of Kimmy Schmidt so far. Oh, okay. Because I've always thought it was really funny, mm-hmm. but kind of incoherent. Yeah. Um, and this, the plot line they've kind of put their characters into this time uh-huh. is a lot more cohesive. Uh-huh. It makes a lot more sense and the jokes are more natural out of it. And I've been really enjoying the season. I watched all the there is, mm-hmm. but there's another half coming. It was very good. So I we've talked about this where I'm like, yeah, I haven't watched the latest season. Uh-huh. I went to watch the latest season. I've watched the latest oh. season. That's how I watch Kimmy Schmidt is I'm like, oh, it's on. And then I'm like, oh, oh, it's over already, I guess. Like, so I don't even remember it. But every episode I go to, I'm like, oh, I kind of remember this. I remember this one plot line. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, I, I feel the same way about Kimmy Schmidt, yeah. where it's like there's such good, weird stuff happening on yeah. that show, and I love me a weird show. Yeah. Um, And obviously, Carol Kane. Yeah. And um, th- that uh, Titus Burgess has a show, yeah. and he's so good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, but like I said, this season I think is a pretty massive improvement. Okay. Good. Like, cause I think all the best parts are still there and they've kind of shaved off some of the worst parts. Like Jane Krakowski. No, she's in it, but she has good stuff to do. Okay. Um, cause the whole last season was just her dealing with the Washington football team thing. Yeah. That was annoying. Yeah. Um, no, but this, this season, um, she decides to represent Titus in his acting endeavors. Oh, good. And her name is Jacqueline white. And so her agency is called white talent. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Um, uh, 
but there's a really the the I don't know how to say this without spoiling it or making it sound really bad. Ooh. But like there's a maybe the best joke in any way regarding 9/11 that's ever oh. happened. And it's not about 9/11. It's not making fun of 9/11. Right. But okay, I'll give you the set. No, I just won't. I just won't. I'll I just, watch Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, and then you'll because I'm going on summer break and yeah. I'll have nothing to do mm-hmm. for well, not for a while, but then I will have nothing to do, and then I'll watch it, and then we can. Okay, cool. Then we talk about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I really enjoy this season. It's so okay, short. Good. It's already gone. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, Arrested Development is back. Yeah. My dad and I watched two episodes of that, mm-hmm. and it's like, yep, just like season four. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't even really like season three. Oh yeah, that makes fair enough. I like season three, but I just felt like season two was so good and so many it was so perfect in so many ways that it just kind of I feel like it was a show that needed a limited run. Yes. The characters are so zany. How can you keep writing for them? Yeah. And like yeah. So And well, cause season four was so dense. Yeah. And there was a lot of funny stuff in season yeah. four. But season five, I think, is still reeling from season four. Because mm. we watched the first episode, and most of it was just like a machine gun rapid fire recap of season four. Yeah. Like trying to get you to understand the plot they were trying to tell. Yeah. And it was just rough. Yeah. It was like, this isn't, this is homework. This isn't yeah. a comedy show. Yeah. I mean, that was the first episode of season four, too. It was just like, this is where we left off. Yeah. It's just a lot. I'm going to keep watching and see mm-hmm. if I... It'll probably get better. And yeah. I, I always feel like that show's better on a second watch. Because mm-hmm. you can... Uh, when things are really zany and kooky like that, you need to know what the plot part is so you're not paying attention to that so you can just appreciate the bits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the I plot mean, out of the way. That's something we've established over the course of the show is that you need... No, you not need me. The, you need I the need plot everybody. established for you. No, every, it's. I think it's human nature that you you can... When you're watching something to follow like, oh, what, you know, what does this character want? Where are they trying to go? You're going to pay attention less to like the funny throwaway lines. And that show, it's so many that you really do need like a second watch to like, oh my God, that joke has come back three times or whatever. Uh No, okay. You are, you're, you are right. Yeah. But still, that is the way that you are too. Well, I, I like to appreciate things on every level. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, (sighs) (laughs) well okay Kimmy Schmidt reminds me of something I did want to talk a little bit about because I am moving again soon Mm -hmm. and I do frequently think about apartments in movies and TV and how insane they are Mm -hmm. Um, but before ramping into that I went to Ikea again for the first time in a long time first of all food still delicious still delicious it's so good Sergio does not believe me that their food is great and one day I'm going to feed him the meatballs Oh yeah, I've not, I don't know if I've ever had the meatballs, but I can't imagine meatballs being bad. No, and they're so good. They're just the lingonberry sauce that they serve with them. It's mm. delicious. Okay, but anyway, I was thinking about all the times that I've seen IKEA referenced in mm-hmm. pop culture, mm-hmm. and they're all great. Okay. Um, like when I mentioned that, does anything come to your mind? No, no. Okay. Um, I I think like the IKEA scene in Five Hundred Days of Summer. Okay, where they're like, I don't mean to alarm you but there's a Chinese family in our bathroom. Mm. Like they're, you know, they're pretending that they live there. Yes. Um, 
But also, just speaking of Tina Fey shows, on 30 Rock, in one of the later seasons, there is an episode where she and her boyfriend go to Ikea, Uh and it is painted as this, like, a horrible nightmare wasteland where relationships go to die. Oh, yeah. And there's this really creepy Ikea employee who's, like, manipulating them and trying to get them to break up, and he's, like, stroking the wall and going, Ikea. Yeah. It's very good. I feel like I saw that one, but maybe not. I may have just heard someone say, like, Ikea ruins relationships. There's so much stress involved in Ikea. Yes. Because it's not just the shopping part. It's the building. and the It's the, it's the building. <sighs> I've had many arguments over, and I, uh, I argued over that piece. This right table? The, oh, the, the, oh, the, the entertainment TV center? Yeah. Ooh, yikes. And that looks elaborate. It was. And there, were, there was a lot of, like, I know what I'm doing. And then you wait a minute, and you go, Wait, what did you say to do? <laughs> okay, I oh, you're right. I had it backwards. That's my specialty. Oh. Is I I cannot follow their instructions. So I'm always like, well, because no, it, this like, is what it says. It's like reading hieroglyphics. Yeah, because I was um, yeah. Okay, first of all, IKEA, a very untapped vein of comedy. Did yeah. you hear they have funny names for yeah. the things? I bought a flug. Yeah. Um, but no, so. Mom and I were just looking at the instructions for something that I'm planning on buying that mm-hmm. I intentionally made very simple. Yep. And because we only need like the one thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's get in, get out, yeah. run away, spend eight hours building it. Yeah. Um, but I was looking at the instructions and they're just literally the opening thing about like helpful hints of how mm-hmm. to build it. I was perplexed. Yep. Um, because for the first panel is a little guy. And the corner of his thing is broken, and he's so sad. And it's like there's a big X through that, and you're like, yeah. okay, don't break the thing. Yeah. And then the the like that was the don't, and the do, is the guy, and he's like, happily building the thing, mm-hmm. but it looks like his hand is merging with the unit that he's building. Yeah. What it's saying is you need to be one with the piece of furniture, and then you will be happy. Yeah. Well, it, it's so cr- it looks like he sold his soul mm-hmm. to the devil. And he's become some sort of David Cronenberg furniture monster. Oh, you're reading too much into it. No, you just need to bond with the furniture. Okay. You need to mind meld with it. Well, the it's point not is physical so much as spiritual, Brennan. The point is those pictures were telling me to build the furniture on carpet and not on hardwood. Yes. And I was so distracted by the horrifying body imagery imagery that was yeah. going on that I could not tell what it was trying to express yeah. to me. Yeah. You might be a little you might be overanalyzing it a little. I I I feel like I do that sometimes. You might. <laughs> I mean, the, that's I, why I need to watch things twice because I'm not analyzing it at all the first time. And you know, maybe you don't because you're analyzing right away. Right away, I do it. Yeah, yeah. I think Sergio hates that sometimes. He's like, I'm just <laughs> trying to watch this movie. Stop bringing like <laughs> politics into this. <laughs> you're like, ooh, that's a metaphor for. And it's like, no, it's not. Not even that. Like it's a Disney movie. I do do metaphors sometimes, <laughs> although like. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to look for this. Yep. But sometimes I'm like, but what about the representation? Like this angle, what mm-hmm. are they trying to say with that? And he's like, I'm just trying to watch a movie, sir. Right. <laughs> Quiet down. Yeah. Um, or like certain movies from childhood that he'll show me, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk during those. <laughs> um, we just watched The Adventures of Milo and Otis. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the reaction pretty much everybody has to mentioning that. Yeah. Um, I remember it being really sad, and I don't know why. Well, I mean, the, these are un- unsubstantiated rumors, but like, oh, the, yeah. it's pretty much the, like 
everyone says that a lot of animals died in the making of that movie. Yeah. And watching it, you're like, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause like it's scary those little puppies and kittens. Yeah. Um, it it's no babe. I'll tell you that. No. It was not worth whatever happened to create it. Yeah. Um. Although I do find it fascinating that it is like very clearly a Japanese production. <laughs> like it's a dog and a cat frolicking through the Japanese countryside, and it just looks like any place. But sometimes they'll be in like a bag of flour with Japanese writing on it, and you're like, ha ha! I yeah. see you over there. I never noticed that. Probably because I was a child when I watched it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I knew it was Japanese too. So oh, I was like wow. looking for Look at I'm you. You're so much smarter than everybody. No, I'm. I'm not. I'm saying I might not have noticed otherwise. <laughs> um, but no, that, that's an interesting thing about like a lot of Japanese products are made kind of generically, so you can paste anything onto it. Yeah. Like they got Dudley Moore to do narration, and now it's an American movie. Right. Well, okay, he's not American, but you know what I'm talking about. An English movie. Way to go. I did it. You're so multinational. Groovy, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When are we going to get back to talking about Austin Powers? Okay. So the first second. Yeah. It was just black. Yeah. And it was okay. You, well, you had a much different interpretation of what that meant because I just thought the screen's black and you said, look, it's black. Like the soul. Yeah. No. I mean, it's the yeah. void of the world before Austin Powers came into yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also whenever, he, when he was, was he frozen in carbonite or something? I'm. I'm only one second in, yeah, so we'll see. It's good. We've got a long way to go. Yeah. Is that just the plot of Demolition Man? Uh, it might be. I don't I know. I mean, I think they stole that idea from Demolition Man Maybe as a did. joke. Remember Sandra Bullock? Oh, remember when... Yeah, I remember her. She was in Ocean's stuff, 8, which yeah, is pretty good. Oh. oh, you saw it. Yeah, I did. Was it good? It was good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it Were your expectations too high? Probably. Yeah. Um, I just, I really like the cast and some of the ones I really like didn't get a lot to do, mm. which is fine. Um, but it's like a fun frothy, like summer popcorn movie. Okay. It's just not like great, right. which is fine. Okay. Um, but no, Sandra Bullock is great in it. Helena Bonham Carter is great in it uh-huh. and Anne Hathaway is great in it and everybody else is good. And they deserve to have more material. We need a sequel, mm. not directed by the Hunger Games guy. Ocean's Nine. Yes, exactly. And then, who would the ninth person be? If you could add a lady to their roster. I honestly don't remember who's in it. Okay, let me tell you. Meryl Streep. Okay, we did it. <laughs> She's like, hello, guys. Hello. I'm Bye, here Meryl to steal. Wait, no. Brad Pitt isn't in this. It's Meryl Streep. Oh, okay, right. Do it right. Hello, guys. No, no that's I'm, George Clooney. Okay, you're right. You <laughs> you get me. Um, <laughs> I really steal this guy's camera. I skipped out of Mamma Mia 2 for this. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Are you okay? I'm On top of having... Uh, two weeks of shows. I also got sick after the first week. Great. And stayed sick until like yesterday. Wonderful. Like not sick, but just had like a, a cough that wouldn't subside. Mm-hmm. It was fun. And it's, I guess it's still here. Welcome back to the show. Hi, this is Austin Powers talks about illness. Welcome to Austin Powers. <laughs> oh, I'm who's in that movie. 
Uh, Beyonce. Beyonce is in one of them. Yep. That's it. I was going to see how long we could be quiet. I, I know Mimi <laughs> Rogers is in one of them, and I can't. The former Mrs. Hugh Grant. Oh. What's her name? Oh, is she not? Julia Roberts. That is not her name. The actress. But, the English actress that was married to Hugh Grant. Gwyneth Paltrow. Or maybe it was just dating him for a long time. The one, because then he had the whole scandal thing, right? I think she stayed with him after the scandal. Oh, but okay. She's really pretty. Not a very good actor. Okay. Who is, you know? Who is? Okay. Who's a good actor? Oh, man. Um, my mom got a new car. Okay. Um, and it came with a, well, a new used car. Okay. But it came with like a free month of satellite Sirius XM radio. Oh, yeah. And I have one of those I still haven't used. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm afraid of what happens at the end of the free month. Yeah, I feel that. I think they just start charging you a million dollars a year. Or a day, or a month. Mm. Yep, that's how that works. Um, that was a weird moment. Okay, <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley. Thank you. You're welcome. So that was killing me. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, but the Sirius XM. Um, the Sirius. Yep. So like Channel Seven is Seventies on Seven. Yeah. And Channel Eight is Eighties on Eight. Okay. And Nineties on Nine. Uh, th- I was scrolling back. Unfortunately, there is no Forties on Four <laughs> or Thirties mm. on Three. I was hoping it would Boo. just keep going. I know. Um. But we were on the 80s channel, and Eye of the Tiger came on, and we were both like, this song's not actually very good. Like, How dare you, sir? No, it's not a song that you listen to on purpose as a song. If you're trying to get ready to do some athletic things, you do. Yeah, I don't do that, though. Yeah. It's the only purpose for listening to that song. No one no. listens to that song to like... No, that, that song is a functional song. It's yeah. not an aesthetic song. But it really repeats a lot. Yes, <laughs> it's really boring and very long. Yeah, it's a really long, boring song that's good for like a clip in a commercial. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like it's good for what it does. Yeah, but we were like, this song was so huge, and we were both kind of had a realization at the same time, like maybe it's not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we changed channel seventies on seven, nineties on nine. We went through like all the decades, and it was all pretty much garbage like that. You know what? Eye of the and Tiger is really bad for. What mer- weddings? karaoke oh yeah no and it is one that people really like to do oh no and it is so long and so much of it is yeah that's you can't pick and you can't sing along with that so you gotta like do some dumb dance yeah, you on gotta stage. pose yeah yeah, yeah. It up. The, the lyrics are nothing in that song it's not yeah ugh. um but no we, we were just flipping through all these channels and there's like millions of channels on mm-hmm. that and we we're like maybe Maybe music has never been good. Mm. Maybe it was all a lie. <laughs> like maybe there is no good music in wow. the world. That's deep. Yeah, it was dark. Okay. Anyway, podcast over. <laughs> the end. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about one moment of pop culture, have we? Yeah, we uh, have. Oh, uh, we have. Okay, good. We're awesome. Kimmy Schmidt and Barry and Barry. Barry was great. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that you did. I want to talk about apartments. Yeah. Because I mean, again really untapped vein of comedy. Yeah. The apartment in Friends, crazy. It's so big. And, and who colors? Who paints walls those colors? I mean, it was beautiful. But <laughs> um, there's just a lot of real estate mm-hmm. in movies that is perplexing to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching season four of Buffy, the one where she goes to college, right before I went to college. Oh, wow. And her dorm room has like three bay windows in it. Yeah. It's not how mine was. No. The problem is if you're going to shoot 
on a set, yeah. it has to be big enough that people can move around in it and cameras can be. Yeah, especially a four-camera sitcom. Yeah. So I get it. It's way too big. But I don't think the intention is that it's actually supposed to feel that big. Yeah. And no, I, I like I do... I get the reasoning behind it, uh-huh. but there are certain shows. Like, there's a show that I can assume 100% of the audience has never heard of. It's called Holliston. It premiered on Fearnet. Okay. And it was created by two horror movie directors, and they also star in it. And it is not great, but I kind of like it. Cause of course. It's for my community. You know, it's mm. for the horror people. It is, it is Brennan-centric. Yeah, they have a hamster named Horace Pinker, and that's the name of the killer from Shocker, which is a... Deep cut of Wes Craven's filmography. So wow, um, that's just that's it's a show for me. Um, uh-huh. But the part like a running gag in their show is that they like whenever they get a bill, they like drop it in the shredder and they're like, "Whoops!" Or like, mm-hmm. "I never got that." The hamster ate it. Whatever. And their apartment is so big. Yeah. And they literally never pay rent. And I'm like, "This isn't." Yeah. That's this is so works. inaccurate to me. You know so what? Sad. Let's try it. I wish I could. Just don't pay rent. See what they do. Okay. I think legally you're allowed to just stay wherever you want. Squatters rights. Yeah. As long as you're squatting the whole time. Yeah. You'll have buns of steel. Uh-huh. Oh. What? I missed the joke and now I got it. Oh, yeah. Well, as see, long as you're squatting. I got it. I took you literally and I was like, yeah, duh. I get it. Like you're in a squat. Yeah. I mean, that's why I had to build the second part of the joke because I was like, I just said the same word again. Yeah. No one will know what I mean. <laughs> Carefully scaffolded. Yeah, exactly. Like all jokes that I make. Mm-hmm. So, Meryl Streep's going to be in Ocean's 9, huh? Uh, that's what my prediction. Okay, great. Shouldn't have brought that back. That no. was not... <laughs> all of my, my comedy ideas for today are like, how about that airplane food, huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy? What? Here's a crazy, okay. brand new observation. Okay. Have you ever noticed that women go to the bathroom in groups? They do move in herds. <laughs> what do you think they're talking about? Probably the patriarchy. Yep. Politics. The pay wage gap. That yep. was not the right <laughs> amount of words to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we are firing on all cylinders. Yes. But seriously, like what has happened in the world in the last three weeks? Anything good? Uh, Probably. They they released the trailer to the new Halloween movie, and people at the store that I work at are now asking if we have the original Halloween on DVD. I did see part of that trailer, I think. Or all of it? I don't know. Maybe part of it, and then there was a moment in the trailer where I knew something was about to jump out, and I was like, I'm out. (laughs) I don't want to watch that part. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Halloween has never been my favorite of the slasher franchises. Oh, that's weird. It's my number one. (laughs) That's so crazy. We're going to have so many arguments. Um, I know a lot about that movie, and I can't figure out why. I feel like I watched, like, there was... There was a point in my life where like the TV was on uh-huh. and I watched the same special about Halloween like multiple times. Probably. Not in the not in a row, but just over like a week or so, like it kept playing and I kept catching the same parts. Well, and in any like Halloween spooky fun facts trivia, it's always like, Did you know yeah. Michael Myers' mask was just William Shatner? Yes. And so forth. So like I get and that one actor. 
It's a big deal that they got that one actor to be in it. Cause Donald was, Pleasance? Yep. Yeah. You know, because we all know him from other things. He was Blofeld in a couple of those. No. I don't think I knew that. He's like uh, when they're, when you know, they're like, ooh, that actor. Uh-huh. Like, oh, he's important, I guess. And then I'm like, I don't know what from. There is a. Like Christopher Lee. Like, ooh, Christopher Lee. It's yeah. Like, what's he been in? A bunch of. Like old movies that I probably saw when I was a kid, if I saw them. Mm. Well, the thing is, I you're right. I don't understand how Christopher Lee or like a Vincent Price yeah. came to achieve the uh, like respectability yeah. that they got. Because I mean, look, I'm a horror guy, so mm. I do respect horror icons. But they made a lot of like Christopher Lee played Dracula in the British Dracula movies. Mm-hmm. He is not like. He wasn't doing Shakespeare, um, and I like him. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how did how did he get that reverence? Mm-hmm. And that is interesting. I mean, I'm glad he's a fun listen on the Lord of the Rings. It's right there, the Lord of the Rings uh-huh. uh, box set where they do the director's commentary. Oh, really? Or the, and the actor's commentary. I feel like he po- chimes in, and you're like, okay, like is everybody he else really is, weird and intense. Just like yeah, like everybody else is. You know, Ian McKellen. He's very like. Almost like sentimental, and he's like, I just love this cast. And uh-huh. He's like, oh, and he's so what? What a wonderful guy! And and then uh, and all the Hobbit guys, Elijah Woods being kind of pretentious because he's Elijah Wood. Uh huh. Sean Astin is usually complaining about how fat they had to, he had to be for the, for the <laughs> shoot, and uh, and then Billy Boyd and um, Dominic Monaghan are are pretty funny, and then uh, I I just feel like I remember Christopher Lee being like. Like the, just talking about the inner workings of the character, and you're like, "It's like the dark rivers of the soul." I had to tap into. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, here, he, what he's really trying to do," and you're like, "Dude, it, no one cares what <laughs> Sauron's trying to do. He's just a, what, a bad wizard." See, for a long time, I misremembered him as also being Ian McKellen. <laughs> yes, Ian McKellen playing both roles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like in an Austin Powers esque twist. Oh yeah. I have only seen one Austin Powers movie. Really? And it was like 15 years ago, so I don't even know what okay. why this is That's happening. It's weird that you're bringing it up a lot. Yeah, okay. I have to say the original was really clever and smart in a dumb way. You know, uh-huh. dumb comedy, but very clever, and they were spoofing something. Yeah. And then he all these catchphrases came out of it, and then the next two movies he was just like, catchphrases? Uh-huh. But like, the whole idea of Dr. Evil was so great that he was like, I'm going to be so evil, but he doesn't know how to be evil in the 21st century or yeah. the 20th century or whatever, the late 90s or whenever that came out. So he's like, $1 million. And they're like, oh, okay. And he's like, what? what? Like, <laughs> yeah. such a great time jump joke and a bunch of stuff like that, like really clever things and dumb sex jokes and things like that. But yeah, uh, I mean, I remember the basics. Yeah. Of that, I remember Seth Green is in it as Doctor Evil's son. Yeah, do you not like Seth Green? I think I think it's fine. I just I felt like some of the bits with him. It was like, what's happening? Oh yeah, well, don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it on our other podcasts. Yeah. Um, oh shoot, I got mixed up. I thought we were on the Austin Powers podcast. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to spo- spoil it. <sighs> um, remember uh, Heather Graham was in one? Nope. Mm. They really knew how to find him female leads. <laughs> Yikes. Anyway, um, yeah, so 
Austin Powers is great, I'm sure, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, th- it's literally all I can think about. This is a really rough time. It is a rough time. I have one more day with the kids. I have students tomorrow uh-huh. for half the day. And all I have to do is like tie up some loose ends. It's like this kid needs to turn in this thing. That, uh-huh. And I have this to-do list in my head of like all these little things that need to happen that I have to remember to do before I leave to go to graduation tomorrow or else Friday is going to be miserable. And I'm like so stressed out and it's so nothing uh-huh. like it's all on the kids. The kids have to remember to give me the stuff, but I'm like, Oh God, what if that kid doesn't, they're going to get a bad grade and they have it. I know it's in their backpack right now. I'm so sorry. This is, this is the thoughts of a, of a mediocre teacher <laughs> the day before school's <laughs> over. <sighs> but I, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a long year, uh huh. but a good year. It's been good. Like so the I'm blimp. Happy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see what you did there. <laughs> Again, I was like, yes. Oh. <laughs> I like how you just accept everything I say at face I'm, value. I'm really not listening. And it's That's not fair. because you're not a good person, <laughs> because my brain is so fried. <laughs> I was worried I was a terrible person because yeah. you weren't listening to me. Yeah. Like, Dave you know only I'm, listens to good I only people. <laughs> listen to the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> Words are not happening. It's fun. It's okay. You know what I watched for the first time? Huh. Predator. Have you seen Predator? I I mean I did when I was way too young to watch it. Uh-huh. So that's how the 80s were by the way. Yeah, because of home movie rentals. That. Parents just like didn't get it. Like there that was a big thing was like, you know, it eventually became a thing like all these kids are watching these violent things. We need to make sure they're not. And it was because our parents were like, "Yeah, you want to rent a movie, rent a movie, whatever." And you'd, yeah, or like I I feel like I watched Predator with like 10 other kids. I don't know Sounds we had, about right. We had this like weird roving babysitter service where this woman just like picked us up in her car. Oh. Drove us to one of our houses and we all hung out there until all our parents picked us up. Okay. We were like a variation on the latchkey kids. And so like we just watched movies all the time and but they were like the same five movies. I think it was just like, well, this kid we're at his house and he has Predator, so we're watching Predator. But yeah, that movie's nuts. I didn't love it. Of course not. Yeah. It's an 80s action movie. I mean, look, I can be down with 80s action movies. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of boring. Like, the, I was really freaked out by the Predator. No, to say when the I was Predator a is I was such like a, seven. yeah, the Predator is such a good monster. Yeah. He was created by Stan Winston, who is like a king of 80s stuff. And also yeah. he made the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Like, he's a great effects guy. You shrugged. Whatever. I, I mean, I've done better. The dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are like mediocre. Okay, this is a hilarious comedy bit I'm doing. <laughs> no, that's cool. I, I, it was funny. You said the name and I recognized it. And I was like, why? And it's Stan Winston, Jurassic Park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the Predator is a great piece mm-hmm. of design, but he's invisible for so much of the movie. Yeah, and it's a lot of people like walking through the jungle and being like, what? was that what yeah it's and then somebody gets blown to bits by bullets which is always good yeah that's fun yeah. but most of the time it's them just kind of standing around in the jungle mm-hmm. uh rippling their biceps yeah um oh man although um carl weathers and arnold schwarzenegger their first scene together they do they arm wrestle mm-hmm. and it's just a loving close-up of their crazy biceps yeah um which is fascinating there's a lot of really big dudes in that movie yeah and shane black um that's right yeah 
just like randomly really skinny Shane Black. Yeah. This, oh, it's so weird. Did he, was he already writing movies at that point? Did he yes. write that movie? He did not write that movie. Although he's directing the new one that's coming out like okay. this year. Um, I don't know if he did any like rewrites or was involved. I'm sure he was probably involved in yeah, some stage so of weird. it. Um, but I remember, I think he wrote the script for the last Boy Scout while on set for Predator. Okay. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Did he do that one? I don't remember. I like um, the last Boy Scout. That's a that's a solid movie. I have not seen it. Oh, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's very Shane Black though. I love Shane Black. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the movie. I like the movies that he has directed. The ones he's written, like I haven't seen Lethal Weapon, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen that one that you just said. No. Wait, Last Boy Scout or Last Action Hero? Last Boy Scout. Last it's, Action Hero is god awful. That one has Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I don't remember which one is which. But I think Last Boy Scout is the one with Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. Uh huh. And, and it's l- sort of around football. That feels like Shane Black. And it has the craziest, the one of the craziest scenes in all of movie history, where a guy is playing football, and I mean, it was in the commercials. He starts running down the field with the ball, and then he pulls a gun out of the waistband of his football <gasps> uniform and just starts shooting all the guys in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's happening? That sounds great, honestly. Yeah. Although yeah. I, I in no way support gun violence, but in movies, it can yeah. be fun. Um, so I watched Predator. Okay. I also watched Predator Two. Mm. Danny Glover yes. A lot less biceps In that movie Yeah But he's still like Being a man Yeah But he's also and going I'm too old for this Yeah Danny Glover has never been Young enough For this Yeah it's so weird Um, But also Bill Paxton is in it mm. Um, And I'm like Has he Ever played A likable character Does he shout Game over man Practically <sighs> Like it's that exact same role. Yeah. We're like kinda wimpy but blustery guy. Mm-hmm. Um just kind of obsequious in other words that are smart. That's good. Um thank you. Um yeah, and there there's a, a Latina cop who is great and she vanishes from the third act of the movie. Of course. Um but yeah, again, the Predator is invisible for mm-hmm. like half the time. And they're constantly like his invisibility thing is faulty, so we get to see him for half a second mm-hmm. and I'm like can we just not have the thing? I know the budget's not great, but... Oh, see, to me, that was what was so creepy about him was that you never knew where he was. No, see, that's creepy, but that's not what they play with. Yeah. I mean, I at least maybe that's just like the way I'm seeing it. I'm mm-hmm. like, I know you can't afford to have the Predator on screen yeah. this whole time, so we're going to ha- show him in flashes and then only have him be involved in the third act. But I'm like, ugh, come yeah. on. Um, and also the people that win against the predator don't deserve to, mm-hmm. it's like, he could have shot you with lasers so long ago, but yeah. we're just going to punch each other. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you mean. Arnold Schwarzenegger calls, covers himself in mud. Yep. He sure does. That's how infrared works. Mythbusters actually did an episode about that. And I'm like, <laughs> you didn't need to. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I knew in my heart of hearts that Arnold Schwarzenegger was not a good actor. Mm hmm. But he is not a good actor. No. In Predator, it's it's rough. It's kind of amazing what a big movie star he became considering how bad he was well, the I, whole time. He was never good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Terminator really helped him because he doesn't have to do anything in Terminator. He just has to look cool, and he's good at yeah. that. Yeah. He has like six lines in Terminator. Yeah. And he's great in that movie. And because Terminator 2. He stands there. Yeah. And he shoots guns. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. fine. 
but I've he just talks. always I've always marveled at the fact that they're like, yeah, we created a this cyborg robot, and for some reason he has an Austrian accent. I love that, but he's speaking English. Like what? <laughs> why, why not? Why not just have him speak Austrian or like what? Austrian, German, German. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I know what they speak in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this might be the first movie I've watched where he's talked the entire time and like oh no yeah. no 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 yeah, this is to, not allowed they have to hide him carefully uh, yikes get to the chopper I mean that line's obviously great but he's like is it I mean cause it's silly it's it's just something that people have quoted it's so weird that that's the line though like why is that a line that I understand is not a duma I understand that part because that's a really funny moment in kindergarten cop when he tries to yell at a kid and then his accent's weird. But like, get to the job. Why is that? I feel like somebody did an impression of him and said that line. Probably. And then everybody else. I mean, it's the same. I don't know. It was the same as like, you know, George H.W. Bush had all these catchphrases, but they were just, it was just Dana Carvey's impression of him. Uh-uh. So I'm like, I wonder who said get to the job. And then everybody picked up on it somewhere. It is weird how that stuff works, mm-hmm. like what sticks around. Yep. Um, because literally in Aliens vs. Predator Requiem, which is the sequel to Alien vs. Predator, like they use that line again. Yeah. Like there is a get to the chopper line. And, ugh, that movie's so bad. But uh, <sighs> why do you watch these movies, man? Well, the Predator one, I have two different forces in my life making me watch them because mm-hmm. I'm appearing on a podcast later this month mm-hmm. where I'm it's a trivia podcast where I'm going to be quizzing people on the Predator movies. Oh, okay. Because they always call me in for their horror-type related ones, uh-huh. and they just assume that I know it, and usually they're right. But this one, I was like, no. That's sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. So, But, I mean, we, we did Alien already, mm-hmm. so it makes sense that it's like, just a hop mm-hmm. and a skip. It's like, I guess i got to watch these. But also... Isn't um, Alien... I haven't seen Alien. I've seen Aliens... You haven't seen the original Alien? No. Okay. I mean, I hadn't until like two years right. ago. So it's one. I mean, I, you'd have to go out of your way to see it. Like that's not one that just like pops up. You know, not as frequently as Aliens for sure. Yeah. So, isn't Alien a little more like suspenseful, and Aliens is a little more like an action flick? Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, Alien is like a haunted house yeah. slasher movie in space. Right. Aliens is like, look what this. Sigourney Reeve is all big. And yeah, it's a, it's a war movie. Yeah, different thing. Okay. Or like a siege movie, I guess. Yeah, because she's fighting more than one. Yeah. No, I mean, the first Alien I do like. Mm-hmm. I Most directors who get praised for atmosphere, mm-hmm. I don't tend to like. Um, like Ridley Scott or yeah. Stanley Kubrick, um, things like that. What? I'm like, those two are in the same category? Huh. What's atmosphere then? Or like people, when they talk about Blade Runner, they're like, but the atmosphere. Mm. Like like the, the whole world. Yeah. It it, it doesn't necessarily do a lot okay. for me. Um, atmosphere. Yeah. Um, it, it mainly means like the movie's really slow, but it's kind yeah. of pretty. Um, and sometimes mm-hmm. I can be okay with that. Yeah. But... Ridley Scott's real on and off, but I do like Alien. Like, it's a solid movie, mm-hmm. um, and that creature design is so good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say something controversial. Sure. 
I don't like any Stanley Kubrick movies. I can get down with that, except I do actually really like The Shining. Okay. But I don't like I Stanley like Kubrick as a rule, pretty much. parts of Dr. Strangelove. But there are parts of that movie where I'm like, you're seriously just, we're just going to watch all these trucks drive towards the building. Yep. We're just going to watch that and nothing's happening. And that movie's a comedy. That's a comedy. And we take 10 minutes to just watch all the trucks drive up. And it's like, wow, what a genius. And I'm like, no. Nope. Pass. No. And it's very slow moving for a zany comedy. There are large parts, like large chunks of just silence and nothing happening. That does not belong in a zany comedy. And he just loves to have long periods of silence. Yep. And to me, like, if what you're supposed to be noticing is what the camera's doing, that's not storytelling. That's like, look at me. Look what's happening. This camera's doing this move. Yeah. That's not, no audience member is like, ooh, I'm watching. Like, that means that you're sitting there watching what the director's doing rather than uh-huh. being involved in the story. Right? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, in... And people are like, oh, he's an auteur. And I'm like, is he? Or or did people just put more meaning into, I don't know. I'm uh-huh. I'm tired. I'm real cranky. Yeah. So I'm like, I hate that guy. Look, I've, I feel like I've pretended to be okay with him for a long time. And I'm like, everything I've seen is boring. No, look, look. I'm, I'm loath to step in in defense of Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. But I, I will say there is a school of people for mm-hmm. whom that is what they want out of a movie. Right. And that is what they get from him. Yeah. Um narratively frequently not strong from him um like he does a lot of directory things Mm -hmm. a lot of art housey things and for Mm -hmm. people who want like pure aesthetic that is fine Mm -hmm. but it's real boring but i don't even think it's aesthetically pleasing sometimes it's just long and slow yeah or i'm like nothing in particular is happening you're not like ooh, this picture is so perfect it's just freaking Tom Cruise walking down the street and I'm bored. Yeah. No, look, I don't disagree at all. I <laughs> yeah. don't like Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, th- there's a film reviewer that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, because I actually found him because he, every summer he reviews a bunch of slasher movies mm-hmm. and like, he's not afraid to get down in the mud and watch like crazy movies and talk about them. Right. And he loves like Disney movies and mm-hmm. Ratatouille. Yeah. Um, but also he's one of the most pretentious blowhard art house people also Uh and i get to learn a lot about art house cinema from reading him Uh but i'm always like this sounds like a nightmare Uh there is a director named bella tar i think he's hungarian i feel like i've heard that name he made the turin horse or something okay which i think is his most famous movie i feel like it was something that was said in a college class and i had to nod and pretend i knew what was happening yeah um, oh, Bellator. Or it was in some movie. Who knows? Yeah. But this guy, his movies are like six hours long, and they have like 35 shots. So there will be shots that are like 20 minutes long of sheep wandering past the camera. And this reviewer guy is like rapturous. Like, it just really makes you think about sheep, I guess. I don't really know. Um, and he did a unit on experimental films, and he was like, this uh, – it's like 15 minutes of just static shot of a doll 
but the film itself, you see all the grains and all the scratches and you realize that it's film and you get to think about film and like, this is too much for me. That is a hundred percent the emperor's new clothes. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It, you, you apply like, what you want to it. There's nothing there. Nothing's happening. And you're like, Oh, this is uh, like, to me, sometimes it's what I see is all the stuff behind the camera, like setting up for that shot. Everybody's standing around uh-huh. and it's like, everybody's standing there. Like, what are we doing? He's like, we're just going to film this doll. And you're like, why? I don't know. It's what I want to do. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, he's not like, oh, it's going to make the audience think that. He's like, it's, it's what I want to do. Leave me alone. It's my vision. Like, he's just being all crazy and, and like, dictatory on the yeah. set. And, like, well, everybody's well, like, okay. I'm not, sure, pay- I'm not sure there was a crew for this sure. film, 15-minute film of a doll. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? Where, yeah, like, yeah. it's like somebody has been given this power and they're using it to, like, just waste people's time. Yeah. Including the audience and all the people working on the, the fact that Kubrick would, like, put his actors through what he would put them through. No, that's not fair. And people think he's a good director because he was an asshole to people. Yeah. And that's not no. actually how that works at all. No. And, and like supposedly he got good performances out of people because of that. How do we know? Yeah. We, we could only know if we saw all the, sh- all the stuff that he cut and didn't put in. Yeah, exactly. Or like, um, th- there's an anecdote that I think about a lot from the exorcist, uh-huh. um, where Jason Miller is supposed to look, no, sorry. This uh, this one actor like is supposed to be looking at Jason Miller's f- falling down the stairs, and he's supposed to react to it. Right. And William Friedkin's like slapping him and like shooting guns behind him to get him to react to things. And I mixed up this story, but Jason Miller is like, I can just act. You don't yeah. have to do this to me. Yeah. Like, just let me do my job, and I yeah. will act scared. Yeah. It. Yeah, I mean, like, some stories are fun. Like, the people on the set of Alien didn't know that the little alien was going to come out. Mm-hmm. So that's a genuine reaction. It's like, okay, yeah. like, that's fun. You got it that one time. Yeah. You got the reaction you wanted, but you didn't traumatize anyone. Yeah, that's not abuse of the actors. Uh, <sighs> it's just the the justification of those people as geniuses is why Hollywood is the way it is mm-hmm. partially and why it's such a toxic place to work. All the, all the, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but all the stuff that we've been learning about people in positions of power in Hollywood, it's never surprised me because of that kind of stuff. Like, oh, he's such a genius. Let him do what he wants. And it's like, yeah, except everybody else is miserable in whatever way it is, whatever, whatever method they're using, like no one should, it's a freaking movie. Yeah, I mean, the problem is because, like, yes, there are films that are art, mm-hmm. but especially in Hollywood, this is a workplace. Mm-hmm. Like, you are their boss, mm-hmm. they are your employees, and you need to treat the people with, like, a modicum of yeah. respect for their humanity. Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact that, like, oh, there are these wild artists, or, like, even, like, actors or actresses who are, like, divas, and or, like, Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Um, doing his weird pretend Daniel Day Lewis thing and like mailing used condoms yeah. to his coworkers at Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. You don't get to, you shouldn't be able to do that stuff and keep working. Yeah. If my coworker put like a pig head in my locker, yeah, they would be fired. Yeah. I. And it that doesn't bring to say like oh it's their process and it's like, are we sure? Has he tried it without that? You know what I mean? And there's like a, a kind of a funny thing from Barry. 
Remember where they're like, he has this the great moment oh, on stage. That moment was such a good part of the show. Right. Yeah. And then she's like, well, that's your process. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Like, uh-huh. I mean, that's brilliant. But like, you know, he goes through something really intense and then like it creates a great performance. And it's like, that, that doesn't need to be it. And I, I one time to get to a place for a play jumped. I did some like psychological gymnastics I had had a friend that passed away and I went to a dark place and I came out of there and you know, my director was like, wow, that's the best I've seen you do it. And then I told her how I got there and she went, no, 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 Uh, no, no. And that's the last time I ever did anything like that. I didn't need to torture myself like that so that, so that she could tell that I was, because the audience every other night thought I was doing the same thing. She knew it was a little different that night. She was like, whoa, what happened? And I was like, well, I decided to do this thing to myself. And she went, no you can't do that no i mean that's what people think they have to do and the whole idea of the tortured artist and the you know like the you know the famous dustin hoffman story with um laurence olivier you know have you my dear boy have you tried acting that whole Uh-oh. thing <laughs> you know where he's like staying up you know he's playing a t- character that's being tortured and stuff so he kept himself awake but when he told the story, he was like, yeah, I was doing it because I was like a mess in my real life. I wasn't really doing it for the character. Like, yeah, I just was staying up because I was a mess. And and uh, like that. But that legend of like, ooh, that's what acting is. It's like, no, it's not. <sighs> Whatever, Jared. Anyway. Little. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. We both got very mad. Yeah. See, I mean, we'd already I mean, we've previously done the rant uh-huh. on method acting and that kind yeah. of thing but it's just so poisonous well it's just the it's the it's the power structure in hollywood is so out of whack that like there's it's the it's the element of desperation like you're talented so we're desperate to keep you happy yes and there's no other place where that happens and it and it shouldn't be that way no one should be no one's every whim should be catered to because they're kind of good at a thing because no one's that good no no one's that good agreed yeah. Um so what what let let's lighter subject. Yeah, let's move on to a lighter subject. So, um in frame 3 of Austin Powers. Okay. The title card. Mm-hmm. Pretty great, right? Mhm. I don't remember. Pretty groovy I fell asleep, one I fell asleep for that second. For that second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that makes sense. But also, um let's see. I feel like I've consumed some pop culture in this last week. Okay. I mean, it's been 3 weeks since we Here's a fun thing. Okay. So, you know, I'm a big Golden State Warriors fan. They just won the championship. Uh-huh. Good good for them. Yeah. So one of the guys. At football. Basketball. I know. <laughs> so one of the guys on the other team is. The Cavaliers. Yes, the Cavaliers. Is I all, did it. Yeah, it's Tristan Thompson. Who? He is all tangled up in the Kardashian. Is he? He's one of the many. You know that they always are dating athletes. Or I know Lamar Odom was there for. Yeah, a Lamar Odom. Well, Khloe Kardashian's gone on quite a run. It's been uh, all basketball players. All basketball players. Okay. Um, and uh, she this likes guy. What she likes. Yeah. Well, this guy got caught cheating on her while she's pregnant. Oh. Yeah. So that was like a fun undercurrent throughout the finals. Like, we're not mentioning this. And then I think one time they cut to her, and I was like. You're oh. just gonna cut to her in the middle of the game and not explain it. Oh my god! What's happening? And they love to do that. You know, they're they're like, look at this celebrity, and they just show it for a second. I'm like, there's Rihanna, there's Drake, there's, and they were like, there's Khloe Kardashian. I was like, 
Wait, she's at the game? Uh, What's happening? Anyway, that was kind of fun. Oh, boy. That's not, yeah, that sounds crazy. And I, and he also uh, he got in a little scuffle with a guy on the Warriors. And at the end of, you know, they all shake hands. Uh-huh. And he tried to shake. This is Mr. Kardashian. Tristan Thompson tried to shake the other okay. guy's hand that he'd like. He'd, he'd like hit him in the face. It was not good. So he tried to shake his hand and he just pulled his hand away. Aww. And like gave him a swim move. And he said, you know, he was like, no. And then at the victory parade yesterday, they were all in the parade and they're all drinking. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Like it's pretty fun to watch guys that have, you know, have like been, because basketball players have to keep themselves in such good shape. And like, uh-huh. so some of them, like, you know, they had like, uh, Last year when they won, Kevin Durant had a beer and like ended up spitting it all out because he was like, "I haven't drunk in months," uh. and he like he's like, Wah. Um And they all get drunk really fast, so they say really funny stuff. And they were all drinking during the parade, and uh, and Draymond Green just like he he just spilled the what do they call it spilled spilling the tea. tea, yeah, yeah, about that whole. He just like he was like trying to be evasive, and he was like, you know. Some of the guys on the other team, like, we're just not cut from the same cloth, and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, right at the end, he's like, you know, a guy on the other team, he tried to shake my hand. And I was like, Tristan, we're just not cut from the same cloth. <laughs> I was like, yes. He just completely, oh, it was so good because, like, there's no one else in the NBA named Tristan, so we can't, like. Yeah, it's not, we're so not going to confuse. Oh, that's great. So that's good. so funny. Yeah. Um, he's catty as hell. I love that. Yeah. Um. Are you aware of this Uncle Drew movie that's coming out? Oh, God, it looks so bad. Oh, yeah, of course. I knew nothing about it. Oh. I just, because the way they were, I did not know it was based on commercials, first yeah. of all, which is bananas. Yes. Um, But to me, it looked like. Hey, remember like, when the Geico Caveman got a TV show? Oh, boy. Nobody does. <laughs> um, <laughs> Weird things have happened. No, you're right. Um. But I saw the trailer for it. I think I went to the bathroom during the trailer, mm-hmm. but I saw parts of it, and I was like, okay, I've seen a poster. It's about basketball. Yeah. Um, I just figured it was a spinoff of, like, a like a best man holiday type situation because, like, Uncle Drew. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Uncle Drew's finally getting his own movie. Yeah. Um, And I saw on the poster that Kyrie Irving was in it. Kyrie. Was, sorry. Don't Kyrie Irving. It's all I, right. He thinks the world is flat. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, we don't we don't hire these people for their oh. science. Then he when as soon as the whole world came out against him when he was like, "Look, the world is flat. I've done the I've done the research." What? Well, because there are websites that prove that the world is yeah, flat. Yeah, of course. You know, because it's like here's the math, and you're like, "What is this math? This is baloney." Um, and he was like, "I did the research. Do the do the research. Why do you think they're trying to fool us?" And it's like, "Why would if the world isn't round? Then where do we what ha- what?" People have looked at the earth from outside. <laughs> he's like, do we know that? I mean, he's literally like, do we know that? Oh, have? yeah. Have you been there? Yep. How come I can't see the world bending? It's like, oh, oh no. boy. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So that's a nightmare. But yeah. Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. I saw his name in the poster and I was like, it's probably an actor of some kind. No. Um, but so my coworkers were talking about it and they were like, yeah, all these basketball people are in it. And I was like, wait, what is this movie? <laughs> yeah. And they're basketball Young basketball players dressed as old men, but some of them are retired basketball players, so they're like in their forties. Yeah, Shaq is in it, right? Right, and he's like eighty. He's not, but like, the, it's such a weird concept. And like, hey, we're gonna do this whole movie where it's 
no actors and one comedian Lil Lil, Lil Rel Howery. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I got him mixed up with an old rapper from the nineties. I was like Lil Ren. A Lil Kim. No. Lil Bow Wow. No, MC anyway, go ahead. Uh, Lil Wayne. But like I don't know who that guy is and I don't know I don't I maybe I should know of him. Lil Rel Howery? Yeah. Um, he was in Get Out. He was the TSA friend. You, did you watch that? You didn't. Watch I haven't that. had a chance to watch it. Okay. Um, that and Eddie Izzard. I will. That's uh, okay. Um, and Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Summer's coming. It's Yay. Happening. Um, but he was also in Insecure for a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. That show's really good. Um, yeah. I don't know. That, that's what I know him from. Any, any. I have a thing where any comedian or actor whose name is like a nickname. Uh huh. I have a hard time getting behind. Like if you if you were really good, you wouldn't need the nickname. Larry the Cable Guy. Cedric the Entertainer had his moments. He's, He's in right. a fancy movie right now. Yeah. Um, it's called Fancy Movie. Something. It's it's a new Paul Schrader movie with Ethan Hawke about like religion and global warming. It's very confusing. All right. Um, but he's like has a dramatic role. Okay. I think he can do it. I like him a lot. Okay, cool. Um, that didn't need to go anywhere. That's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that movie looks like a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, they're. they're I hope it makes it money. August. I hope it. I hope it makes money. Because I, like, whatever. I just want things that are aimed at a black audience to make money, so that they'll. I don't know. Maybe they'll try a little harder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean. Well, I mean. That's the problem with Tyler Perry running the game because mm-hmm. he's not a talented writer or director. No. Or actor. Or, yeah, he's just, he can't really do anything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's those things. Yeah. Um, I just knew so little about sports. I was very embarrassed about not knowing anything about what Uncle Drew possibly could have meant. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you didn't see those commercials? I'm like, why would I? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, I don't know, maybe... It's it's a straight boy thing. Yeah, you folks and Sam Rockwell watching your basketball commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me and Sam Rockwell, we're best friends. Yeah, we text all the time. How do we feel about Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, How do we feel about the fact that Pete Davidson has been like the next up and coming SNL star for it feels like fifteen years now? He's been on there forever, and yeah. has he done anything other than being really charming on the Weekend Update? Yeah, I Pete Davidson's great. He's um, not good in any sketches ever. No, I mean he's good in the Chad sketches, where he know. plays the guy who goes, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> I just feel like he's all—he's got that little bit of. It's like he's never totally in the sketch. He's always yeah. like the Jimmy Fallon esque. Aren't, aren't I cute? Aren't I adorable? Look at me! I'm so cute. I like his personality. I think he's a talented comedian. I just don't think he's right for that show. But he got so much hype at the beginning and it was like, can't wait to see what he does. And I was like, he's going to be like this. Like he, yeah, he's got a good sense of humor anyway, but that's a weird. Yeah. And they're engaged now. After yeah. They're two engaged. Weeks? That's not going to happen. <laughs> it's so funny. They're like, and they're going to, I was reading I, cause it was like, wait, what? You know, one of those things that popped up uh-huh. at the bottom of another thing I was reading and I was like, what's happening? So I read it and it gave like the timeline. And then I was like, wait, how long ago? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? And then at the end, it was like, well, looking forward to their nuptials. And I was like, sure. 
why would you put that at the end of this article? I know that they're engaged, but we know they're not going to get married. And if they do, we know it's a three-week marriage. Like, yeah, it's going to be, gonna be a K-Fed, Britney Spears. Oh, well, because they had two kids. Don't act like that was fast. Didn't the, who did she marry for? Like she married days. The guy that has the, Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. Yeah, no, it was her <laughs> childhood friend named Jason Alexander. Oh, that's his actual name. Yes. <laughs> Which is why I remember it is I have to go the name of the guy from Seinfeld. That's wonderful. And yeah, she married him for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and everybody went, yeah, she's fine. That was weird. She's fine. Oh, she married one of her backup dancers and, had, and popped out two kids. No, no, everything's great. Like no one, no one was like, hey, we should, we should look in to see if she's okay. Yeah. Jesus. Well. I hate that when someone's clearly losing their mind and we're like, how quirky. I'm like, please, someone help them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's the thing that I'm a little worried about Pete Davidson with, because mm-hmm. like, he has had very public struggles with yeah. drug addiction and mm-hmm. problems like that, and yeah. yeah, bipolar disorder. I think so. Yeah. Um, and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, Pete Davidson's cute, but I'm like Ariana Grande. What are you doing? Yeah, like you are the. She's this like A-list pop star, and he is Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. who I like a lot. Yes, but that that's like if if I found out that like who's famous right now? Sandra Bullock, <laughs> Meryl Streep. Yes. Uh, no, some like like a Margot Robbie. If I found yeah. out that she got engaged to Beck Bennett, I'd yeah. be like, what? <laughs> Or like, let's say, like Olivia Wilde, sure, uh, got together with Jason to? Sudeikis. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be so weird. <laughs> no, but he's been around for a while too. But like, he had not been around that long when they got together. Oh really? Yeah, okay. it was a while ago. That's magical. Yeah, when he was still in the like young Chuck Norris stage. What? He wasn't doing it. That was Andy Samberg, but it, he was singing the song. Did you ever see that? No. It was one of the like digital shorts and it was oh, like okay. young chuck norris there's just andy sandberg in a chuck norris outfit oh. with a big blonde handlebar mustache i think i don't know i'm not 100 percent sure that's fine who else can we put together in fake couples that was a real couple i don't think so they're married and what have if, children what if kyrie irving did i say the right name olivia wilde yeah she's a person yeah or olivia she, munn which one no it's olivia wilde olivia wilde see the one I, with the kind of a big head, but she's really pretty. Yeah. And she was on the house. I just feel like both the Olivia's, I don't know anything about them. And I'm like, I'm sure you're famous. One of them was in Office Christmas Party. Olivia Munn? Probably. Yeah. She had one of those weird, like, oh, no. Oh, no, you're doing too much all at the same time. It's not going to work. But she was like, yeah. I was, she was a good Twitter follower follow back in the day. Uh-huh. She was really funny. And then it stopped being funny and started being self-plugging. Yep. And dating famous football players and stuff. But she um, she was like the host of something on She was G4? the host of like some sort of it was video game or yeah. sports. Yeah. And she was just show. like, yeah, she was like this cute girl that was kind of funny. And you were like, wow, she's so cute. And she's funny, too. And then it was like she was on The Daily Show. And then she got a part in an X-Men movie. And then she and it was like, oh, 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 hey. oh. and she was on that HBO show. And I was like, no, 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 this is too much. This is too much all at once. And all of them were like, yeah, just everything fell apart. It's like, oh, no. Maybe uh, you should have focused on one thing instead of saying yes to everything. I mean, that's such a tough 
I'm when sure you're suddenly it's so plunged hard. into that world um, where you've been struggling for years and like hosting a, a basic cable show. Yeah, like show. a rinky dink green screen show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody in the world is like, I mean, because she was like one of those girls that all the nerds loved. And yeah. then all of a sudden, she like crept into the mainstream thing. And then it was like, we got to get on this while it's hot. And she just, uh, so many bad projects all at once. Yeah. I feel like she was in that. Johnny Depp movie with the one guy's name. Oh, that was not good. I don't. It's like a funny name, Willy Wonka. It has a funny poster looking. He's funny. Looking. Oh, Mordecai. Yeah, I think she's in that. Oh no! Like I think like it was like oh you guys I have so many big things going on and it was like oh these are all gonna like they all fell apart. Why they all fell remind on. me that that movie existed. I didn't. I just mentioned some characteristics, and you thought of the name. That I've never was, seen it. Did you see it? No, that was before Movie Pass, and I would not pay to see that movie. But what if it's what if it's like secretly good? It's not. But it could be. I, I always feel like there's I, I you know there's those movies that all of a sudden everybody's just like that movie's terrible, and you're like I guess so, and then, but like you're like oh you know maybe it just got marketed wrong or whatever like i always want to give those movies a second movies a second chance i'm always rooting for the underdog but i don't know that i'd see it if i had to pay for it no i mean i i do know people who have seen it and they did not like it very much and that's fine things are things happen um uh, i saw hereditary speaking of movies that were mismarketed Oh, um, I saw the ads for it and I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I think I saw the ad cause you posted something about it. Maybe. maybe. I don't, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. It was John Scahill. Sorry. Different person. That's okay. That I know we're, from we're both white people. Um, you guys went to school at the same time. Did we for like maybe a year and I never met him. You never met John? Not while at school. Cause my freshman year, I wasn't. Oh involved. yeah. He'd already graduated. Yeah. 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 Um, You're right, but yeah. So, um, yeah, no. Hereditary is from the company where their job is to take like very art house horror movies and pretend that they're like super scary, and mm-hmm. then people watch them, and then they're not. Um, like The Witch, um, from last year. That's just kind of like what they keep doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that company's made good non horror movies. Like, I think Lady Bird was one of theirs. And Swiss Army Man, which is great. Mm-hmm. I need to finish watching that. I got as far as him being propelled through the water by farts. And I, <laughs> it's so good. And I was like, I'm not in the right headspace to watch this. Uh, Lady Bird is now available free somewhere. You've got to watch it. I think it's on Amazon. There are have, You haven't seen it yet? No. Okay. And I really want to. There are. Well, she's the, about my age, isn't she? Saoirse Ronan? The one that wrote it. Greta Gerwig? Yeah. How old is she? I don't know. I mean, she's writing it about a teenager in the 90s, yes? Yes. Yeah. Sure. I uh, was a 90s teen. Okay. Sorry. Damn it. <laughs> Brennan, learn my life story better. <laughs> I know that you were. <laughs> um, but yeah. No. Um, Just a little review for our listeners. I was born in 1979. I was... <laughs> the same year as Alien. Yeah. And the Muppet movie, which came out on the same weekend, by the way. That must have been such a great double feature. Mm-hmm. I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <gasps> Maybe. Was it after March? I assume so. I think it was like November. I had been born for a while. Oh my God, you're so lucky. 
Yeah. So, um, my first movie was Alien. <laughs> um, yeah. What were we? I was saying something really insightful and cool about something. I don't know. Oh, I'll, oh, I've, Ladybird, Ladybird. Yeah. Um, there are. I mean, there's parts where she is involved, like in high school drama, and it is the most accurate for like how drama kids in high school act mm-hmm. around each other mm-hmm. and the way that it's just really good. It's really is relatable. Is it 14 kids all piled on one couch? More or less. Okay. I don't remember the exact specifics because I saw it a while ago, mm-hmm. but I just remember relating so hard to every single drama moment mm-hmm. of it. It was very good. Yeah. Anyway. I need to see that movie. Yeah, Lady Bird's Wasn't great. that an Amazon produced movie? No. Mm. I think it might be on HBO maybe. Okay. It's somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Okay, I'm excited. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, movies happen. There's a lot of them to mm-hmm. watch. Um, I'm so tired. I think it's time to end the podcast. Oh, my God. We've been talking know. for like an hour and a half anyway. Have we? Oh, my watch. Oh, it's so late. It is nap time. It is nap time. I'm not. I'm officially not doing laundry tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. So uh, I, last night spontaneously decided that I'm going to fly up to Northern California this weekend for Father's Day. Oh, that's fine. So that I can actually be around my family when it's Father's Day instead of kind of being stuck down here and like not really having a lot to do. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go up north and that'll be fun. Um but I need to do laundry between now and Saturday. Oh no. But I've got tomorrow. Sure. Nope. nope. I've got Friday. Oh, no, I No, I don't have tomorrow. Hey, Friday. <laughs> I forgot what day it was. I thought today was Thursday. <sighs> One more day. One more day. One more day. One day more. Another day, another destiny. Mm-hmm. Never ending. Hey, remember when Russell Crowe was in that? These men who seem to know my crime will surely come a second time. One day more. I'm going to get to Russell Crowe's part. Don't worry. Okay. He's like, uh... One more day to the revolution. <laughs> we will kick the in the face. <laughs> <laughs> for the schoolboys to rip themselves with blood. <laughs> One day more. My name is Hugh Jackman, and this isn't really my key. <laughs> Amanda Safe reads right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Eddie Redmayne's like, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I like to sing like this for some reason. And then I'll be in Jupiter ascending. (laughs) And then I'll do two of the most incredible physical performances in the last 50 years. Okay. Back to back. Oh, Fantastic Beasts? No. And? No. Jupiter ascending? Not those. Uh, The Stephen Hawking one. Stephen Hawking and the um, Danish girl. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. I mean, he... I I genuinely do think his performance in Fantastic Beasts like is a good like Oh yeah, no, he's it's it's really great. It's really great. He's really great. That guy's good. He makes good choices, bold choices. I think Jupiter Ascending is not his fault. Somebody on that set should have been like this isn't working. I've only seen clips of him, you know how bad he is. Oh man, it it's all crazy. But like, when you're I mean that's the thing is the actor's job is to like make a bold choice and the director's supposed to be like, "And eh, let's reel it back in." Yeah, well, I and mean, I'll, and I bet I bet in those cases, like everybody blames the actor, but he probably came in with something good. 
And the director was like, this is what I need. Yeah. I want you to whisper and then yell and be bigger and chew the scene. You know, like, I mean, honestly, he's acting for the movie that he's in. <laughs> yeah. And that's fair. Yeah. Because that just, movie is crazy. I just, uh, you know, it's like no one accuses everyone in a Baz Luhrmann movie of overacting. Yeah, because yeah, because he at least manages. He has a consistency, I guess. Yeah, everybody um, just screams into the camera in his movies, regardless of what they're saying. Oh God, Romeo plus Juliet. No, thank you. I just spent so much time watching that movie. It's so bad. Yeah. Did I tell you about the worst one? The Haley Steinfeld one. I think we did talk about this. Oh, we talked about this last. So time, spectacularly dumb. That's the one from like. 2014 right and yeah. there's like some generic twink boy in it and mm-hmm. it is quite literally they went hey we need to update romeo and juliet let's keep everything the same from the 1968 one like the color schemes are the same what you know like in the 1968 one the one family wears all yellow and red and uh orange and the other family wears greens and blues and purples uh-huh and in this one it's like more muted versions of the same colors. Oh my god! And no one needs more muted versions of anything. And they go, like the it's almost like they're like, <laughs> like the director was like, I don't I don't know anything about Romeo and Juliet. Everything I know <laughs> is from this movie. So I think in this scene we have to do this shot. Like some of the shots are so similar. It's like you guys, they already made this movie and it's not that dated. You mean director Carlo Carle from of fluke yeah wow he's done nothing it's really bad but they yeah. do update it by setting it in a slightly different time period like what the the 1700s i don't even know it's at a jousting tournament so it might even be the same time period but they just change it a little or bit is it like england or something they just are like now they're jousting and that's why they don't like each other oh that's lame it should be like she works at one fast food restaurant and he works at the one across the street. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying that because that, because I've had students that have done that exact thing for the Romeo and Juliet project. Really? Yes. I mean, it's pretty, it's right there. Yeah. That's what they always, it's always like, Oh, she's the daughter of McDonald's and he's the son of Burger King. Juliet McDonald. Yeah. And, and Romeo, Romeo McBurger came. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's crazy. And it's in Scotland. Yeah, because they make it the beginning of their name. Uh, yeah. So the the highlight of this mo- of the movie is okay. So in in Romeo and Juliet, the the prince rides in. There's the fight scene at the beginning. The prince yeah. rides in and he says, I, "Do you bite your thumb at me?" Yeah, yeah, that scene. So he rides in to break up the fight. You know, the Stellan Skarsgård, the prince. Yes, Stellan yeah. Skarsgård. I just saw it on IMDb. Okay, so in in the original, he rides in and he says, "You know, like throw your mistempered weapons to the ground." Uh huh. Right. Sure. Shakespeare. Yeah. This guy rides in and says. He says some stuff that's kind of like what this prince says when he starts. And then he goes, stop this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, were they just improvising and he forgot his line? <laughs> He's like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and he also still has like the weird, his weird subtle accent. that's like, 
why is he doing an English accent on top of his Swedish or whatever accent? Yeah, yeah he's it's like, Swedish. What's happening? Like, why? Why? And he's like, they, they speak faux Shakespeare. It's oh, spectacularly no. bad. It's I, so oh, like they, they change all the lines just a little bit. It's like no fear Shakespeare, but like, or I don't even know what it is. It's so weird. And like, I mean, this, I, of course I know Romeo and Juliet backwards and forwards, but like the changes they make, you're like, what, who is this supposed to help? Yeah. Like you still can't understand what they're saying really, but like, like you're changing it just to change it yeah. and not for an actual reason. There's such a, so one of the first things that Romeo says, his, his, his cousin says, good morrow. Which means good morning, and he says, oh. "Oh, is the day so young?" And but news struck nine, so it's nine o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. They change the dialogue, so he's like, "Good afternoon," and he's like, "Oh, is the day still young?" <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's four o'clock. Oh, I thought it was night already. And you're like, "What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, why did you change the time of day? That's not going to make it make more sense. It makes less sense." <laughs> and also, Romeo for some reason is chiseling a bust of Rosaline. Like he's carving a, it's like, oh what? God. He's an oh artist. That reminds me of I was watching Emma with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, and it, that is another like a a fairly straight adaptation of Emma. But every scene, they're just doing activities. Uh. Like they're like, we have to spice this up somehow. They're going to be shooting arrows. Yes, they're I like remember the arrow shooting. In a stream. Yeah. They're like doing lawn bowling <laughs> or something. <laughs> It reminds me of that. Like, they got to do something cool and visual. Oh, my God. And then they add a thing where, like, Benvolio's in love with Rosaline, too. I don't even know. Rosaline's not a character. No, they have her fully in it. (gasps) They fully introduce her as a person. What's a Rosaline up to? Yeah, it's so, like, you guys, what are you doing? And I'm like, I know what their goal is. You know, as any new Shakespeare movie, it's like, let's introduce... We want new young people to learn Shakespeare and love it. Yeah. And they're like, I know how to do it. Sort of adapt it. Put it in a weird place. Have everybody speak half Shakespeare. Put some young people in it. Make it make no sense. (laughs) Add characters. I kind of want to watch it now, but I know it's probably a terrible idea. The guy from Gossip Girl plays Tybalt. Sure. The guy with the name. The guy with the name, and he still has a career. He keeps doing things. Okay, sorry. I'll, I'll go back to that page. Because I, I noticed Douglas Booth played Romeo, and he is almost no one. I think yeah. he was in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yep. Yes, he was. <gasps> he was also in Jupiter Ascending. Oh. Comes Did he play Ascending or Jupiter? He played Titus Abrasix. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that movie's all about. Oh. Um Seriously, it's and I bought it. I bought it without ever watching this movie. I was like, "Oh, it it's obviously a traditional. It'll be a little fresher, like the cinematography will be, you know, it'll be faster pace, uh-huh. whatever, and but it'll they'll be, you know, it won't be Baz Luhrmann." And then I got it and I was like, "What are they doing? Mm. Two households, both alike in dignity and fair Verona where we lie our scenes, right? Uh-huh. Two households both taking part in a tournament." <laughs> Like, <laughs> why would you change the first words, but just a little bit? Oh my god! In fair Verona, and it's and it's Skarsgård doing the narration, so it's like his weird accent over the top of it. In fair Verona, <laughs> yeah. where we lay our scene. Yeah, I just stumbled into a great Bob Dylan. Impression. That was You're so welcome. good. <laughs> 
Also, that guy is one of the worst actors I've ever seen. Stellan Skarsgård. He's so bad. Aww. He's so bad. How did... I, I've i never felt that way, but maybe just because I love Mamma Mia, and that's the first thing I saw him in, and I'm like, it's a Mamma Mia guy! Yeah. Um, but how did he become famous? I don't know. He was in Goodwill Hunting as the professor. Oh, okay. And he's terrible in it. He's like a good jerk, but I think it's accidental. Oh. It's weird. I mean, good for him, and he gave us many beautiful children. Yeah. Um, Paul Giamatti is in this movie in Romeo and Juliet. I haven't gotten that far in he it. He plays Friar Lawrence. Yeah, I haven't gotten there. I, we need to watch Damien Lou Lewis. Uh, Damien Lewis plays Lord. Yeah, he's Lord Capulet or yeah. something. But Ed Westwick is the guy who plays Tybalt. Yeah, isn't isn't he the one from Gossip Girl? I don't know. I never watched that show. Yes, he was though. Yeah. Um, wait, who's the other guy from? Because Ed, what's his name? Ed Westwick. Okay, who's there's another guy from Gossip Girl that had the most. His name is like. Is it Chase Crawford? Yes. Yeah. That's a, I was gonna say his name's like Chase Headley, but that's actually a professional baseball yeah. player. Ooh, ooh, and Penn Badgley was in Penn Gossip Badgley. Girl too. Yes, it was Penn Badgley and Chase whatever and Ed Wistick, Wistwick, Westwick, 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 <laughs> Jeff Jefferson, Josh Jarfenfern. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and Leslie Manville is in it as the nurse. Okay. I'm not placing her face. She just got nominated for an Oscar for Phantom Thread. Um, She was married to Gary Oldman for a minute. Uh, Yeah, who cares? I'll recognize her if I see her, but I haven't gotten that far in the movie either. We got to watch this. We'll do a commentary. It is so... We'll watch it it second by second. It's got to be... it's, It's completely how did this get made material? Cause it's just like the choices that the way they decide to change the dialogue, it's so similar that, but it's like, what? Like you, you can't follow any of it. I'm so excited. The fight that breaks out at the beginning isn't about biting thumbs. Like it's just like they, they like hand, they, cherry pick some lines out and turn it and you're uh-huh. like, what that's not what that line means the quarrel is between our masters and us their men which is like leave the women out of it in the original and he's like in this one it's like the quarrel is between our masters and us their men we need to we need to take care of this it's like no <laughs> that's not uh there's a lot of stuff like that where it's just like it sounds incredible but like showing it to an english class I have to be like, don't pay attention. This is not, don't <laughs> think this is what's happening. You know, because I don't know if you remember this about high school, but some kids just like don't do the reading and they watch the movie. Or Say whatever. what? Yeah. Or And if you play the movie in class, they'll get all confused because they're like, oh, this is. So I've had kids that are like, uh, and then, yeah, Romeo gets in his car. I'm like, nope. <laughs> what? No, really? No. There's no cars. Uh Damn you, Boslerman. Yeah, then they're in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that scene where Romeo, the pool scene? Yeah, yeah, got it. You mean the balcony scene? Got it? Ugh. The balcony scene that doesn't take place on a balcony for some reason, Boslerman. He tries. He sure tries. What was cool is, uh, so my the project I give them is kind of based on something I saw in a behind the scenes thing. And I was like, Oh, that would be cool to have the kids kind of do their own version of this. Uh-huh. And then I could never find the behind the scenes things that I based it on. 
and I've had the Blu-ray for a couple of years now, and I never went through the bonus features because it's like the craziest menu for bonus features. Oh, ever. I, I can't. I finally found it this year. My kids were like three weeks into the project, and I was like, "Oh, this is what I wanted you to do, Matt." Oh, <laughs> but now you know. Yeah, I can show them at the beginning next year. Sorry, this year's students. Oh well. Two household, two classrooms, two two households, both alike in jousting tournaments. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um, I really need to see that movie now. Um, Citizens, stop this! <laughs> <laughs> it's just so lazy. S- stop! Cut it out. They don't like it. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that anymore. I don't like it. Anyway, thank you for listening to Cast Party. I'm going to wrap it up because my phone, I mean, my computer is about to die. Oh. Um, so we got to make sure this recording stays in the history books. Yeah. It was just so good for all of us. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Cast Party Pod, on Facebook in general. Um, email us at castpartypod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Good Day by Tally Hall off the album Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. And as hey, always. Hey, man. Yep. Two households, both, both alike, alike in, in pooping, pooping their pants. Their pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Stop this. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Okay. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And we're the co-hosts of Scream 101. Which is? Your premier podcast for horror movie reviews. Tell and- me more. Every month, we watch four horror movies based around a certain theme, like vampires, aquatic horror, 70s proto slashers, just different genres. Okay. I'm a huge horror nerd. He is. Sergio is not so much. Everything you tell me goes in one ear and out the other. But he's a very nice young man, and he's willing to come along this journey with me, and we can give you our two different perspectives and hopefully a couple laughs along the way. That's the dream or the plan. Come with us on this journey of joy. On this never-ending tale. On this season of Scream 101. Find us on podpeople.me.